But just imagine this with me, if you will. Just imagine that you're all about to go base jumping, okay? Each and every one of you. But because it's, let's just say it's your first time, first time base jumping, because it's your first time, um, how many would be nervous, by the way? How many would be nervous about going base jumping? How many like, please, no, thank you, God? Okay, well, I'm putting you to the test, okay? You're all going base jumping. But because it's your first time, you have an instructor with you, which is a good thing. We need a little instruction, don't we? Now, let's just picture yourself. You're about to go base jumping. You're about to make that jump off the cliff, off the building, whatever it is. And your instructor turns to you and says this. Hey, listen. There's a few things you need to know in order for this to go successfully. Would you stop and listen? Or do you think you would ignore them and say, I'm fine, I got it, I'm going? My guess is all of us would be listening very, very intently. Why? Because our life depends on it, that's why. So you would be listening very, very, very closely. Today, here's the deal. We're kind of coming to an end of a season, right? We're coming to the end of summer, and we're looking over the edge at the fall. The fall is coming. We're on the edge there. It's the next season that we're heading into. Um, And I want you to be successful as you launch out into the fall. I really want you to soar and not crash, if that makes sense. I want you to be able to go into this fall and say, I've gone from stuck to unstuck because of Jesus. Now, the best advice for me to give to you in order for you to soar, to be successful as you head into the fall is this, to listen and be highly responsive to God and his word. That's my best encouragement to you, is to listen to his voice. Listen, it's God that wants to say to you and to me, hey, there's a few things you need to know if you want to be successful as you make the jump forward. And all of us, if we're wise, will stop and say, I'm going to lean in a little bit and listen to what God has to say. Because if we listen to him, and not just listen, but we do, we're responsive to what he's saying. Listen, God promises to walk with us in the midst of whatever challenge, whatever obstacle, whatever thing we may face, he promises to go with us and he wants to guide us and assure us along the way. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray that all of us today are highly responsive, that we listen to God's word and that we respond to him, that we would lean in and listen together to what he has to say to us today. Let me take a moment and let me pray for us. God, as we come before you together, wherever we're at, God, we just ask that you would allow us to have ears that really hear what you have for us today. Many of us have heard you speaking to us this summer in different ways and different times. But God, as we, as we wrap up the summer, as we head into the fall, we want to still continue to be listeners, to be responsive to you. So today, God, we want to hear from your word. We pray that you would speak to us. We pray that you would encourage us. We thank you for the promise that you promised to walk with us. God, we thank you for this in your name. Amen. Now, all summer long, if you've been with us, you know that we've been doing a series. So we've been talking about various challenges that we face in life. And when we face these challenges, it can oftentimes make us feel very stuck. When we hit circumstances, we hit obstacles, we can feel stuck in that spot. But over the course of the summer, we've been talking about how with Jesus, we can have hope that we can move forward even in the face, in the midst of our challenges because of who Jesus is and what he offers to us. 
And today is no different. But over the course of the summer, you know we've been looking at different challenges, if you've been around. And it's not an exhaustive list of challenges by any means, is it? I mean, we've hit some practical challenges that my guess, you've gone, oh, I needed to hear that. Or, oh, that speaks to me because these are challenges that we all face. But there are still challenges that you personally have or that you will have this fall that we need to address. And because we're not going to continue this series forever, what I want to do is talk about how can we move forward and face the challenges that we all face or maybe you're currently facing. How do we move forward with hope? How can we take those steps and not feel stuck but to be able to move forward with hope because of Jesus? And so what I want to do today is look at a a passage of Scripture where Jesus, uh, sorry, God gives instructions to a man who was about to venture out into new territory. And there was unknown challenges and unknown risks, but God gives instructions to him. And here's the great part, that God promised to be with him. And that's a promise that God gives to us as well. And so what we get to do is just lean in and listen to God's instructions to this person who's heading out to face real challenges so that we can benefit from it as well. The person I'm talking about is Joshua. Joshua is is someone who you may or may not be familiar with, but he's the man that God chose to lead his people into the promised land. To go back to um, Israel's history, you may remember Moses. Moses is a, a, a famous leader who led God's people out of slavery in Egypt, um, and he brought, he brought them out of Egypt. But then they landed in the desert. You remember the story? And they wandered in the desert for how long? 40 years. That's a long time to wander. They were stuck a long time. But it was time for them to get unstuck. God wanted to lead them to the promised land. That is the land that God had promised to Israel's ancestors centuries before. It was the land that he'd promised to Abraham. God was saying, You're, it's time to be, go from stuck to unstuck. And Joshua was the guy to lead them there. But this meant for Joshua that he was going into a land that he'd never been to, that he was going to be interacting with people that he was unfamiliar with, and that he was going to be facing a whole new set of challenges that he'd never faced before. I think of so many of our, our friends from uh, the, our Cornerstone African ministry, the Cornerstone Church, who came to a land they'd never been to before, interacted with people that they were unfamiliar with, faced all sorts of challenges along the way. But here's the good news again for them, for you, for me, for Joshua. God promises, I'll never leave you. I'll be with you. This is good news. But then God gives Joshua some instructions If you want to be successful as you head into this new land, these new challenges, listen close to what I'm saying. And what we get to do is listen in on God's instructions to Joshua so we can say, oh yeah, as I face challenges, as I face obstacles, here's what God's word has to say for me so that I can move forward with hope as well. So the passage we're going to look at today is found in Joshua chapter 1. If you have your Bible, I want to invite you to turn to Joshua chapter 1. If you don't have it, hopefully receive the handout on your way in here. And we're going to read the passage, Joshua chapter 1, beginning of verse 1 through 9. Um, we'll read it together, and then we'll come back and we'll look at it uh, verse by verse. But let's stand together for the reading of Scripture, and you'll be familiar with God's instructions that we need to listen to and respond to today. It says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... Uh, the, Lord's, uh, the, the, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give them, give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. 
Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Okay, have a seat. Notice where this begins in verse 1. This story, this transition point from Moses to Joshua, it begins with loss. It begins with loss and heartache. Verse 1, it says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. So it's a big transition for Joshua, but it begins with loss. It begins with the loss of Moses, his mentor, his friend, the leader of Israel. It begins there. And for many of you, when you think about this past year, uh, or maybe more, your year has, has had its own share of losses. Your, your year has had its own share of challenges. And certain things that you're still facing that are still challenges. And there's things that are causing um, anxiety and struggle, and you feel stuck. And I just wanted you to know, God doesn't, you know, dance around or dismiss the fact that there's real loss, that there's real grief. And he, and he really, in fact, goes right and, and, and very direct about it. In verse 2, it says this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. So he said, again, he's very direct. Moses, my servant, is dead. So there is loss. He recognizes it. And many of you feel that. You feel stuck. You've been hurt. But at the same time, God says to Joshua, but I need you to move forward. We need to keep taking steps forward. And this is an important thing for all of us to hear. Now, I'll just mention this because we're going to go there later this fall. It says in verse 2, Moses, my servant, in verse 1. It also calls Moses the servant of the Lord. This is the most common um, description of Moses in the Bible, that he's a servant of God. Later this fall, we're going to do a study on the, the person of Moses. We're going to look at Moses and he, as God's servant, and we're going to study how God shaped him to be a servant and how he wants to shape us to be his servants as well and what that looks like. And so that's where we're going to be headed this fall. I just mentioned that because it does say it twice right here. It's a, it's a phrase you'll hear more and more as we head into it this fall. Now, the point, though, is this. Don't stay stuck. Keep moving forward. This is what I, this is, then he goes on to say, move into this land that I've promised, this, the, the land that I've given to your ancestors. And he then starts talking about it in three through six. It says this, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. So 
again, God is saying, hey, Joshua, I know there's, there's loss. I know that Moses has been leading, but now you're up and you need to move forward. And here's where I'm taking you and my people. Reminder, I'm with you. Be strong and courageous. And so if you want to fill in the first blank in the sheets that you have there, if you're, if you're a note taker, it's this. The note, the, the, the pencil that I want you to give this is don't give up seeking God's path moving forward. Don't give up seeking God's path moving forward. So that's God's word to Joshua. Don't stay stuck. It's time for the Israelite people to go from stuck to unstuck, from the desert to the promised land. That's what he's calling it to. But the same is true for you and I. As we head into the fall, many of you have made significant spiritual progress this summer. You've taken steps and you recognize God is speaking to me and I need to be responsive to him. Don't stop. Keep going. Keep seeking God's plan and path for you moving forward with the reminders he's with you and he 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 won't forsake you and he's he's calling us to be strong courageous so again we take those steps forward and many of you this summer have taken significant steps and i want to commend you on that many of you have said hey i've been stuck for a while but i need to be moving forward with hope in jesus some of you have said this summer that you need to recognize that you need to focus on your marriage, that that's what you need to be focused in on right now, and that's a fantastic thing. Some of you have said, you know what, I need to go get counseling, and that's a fantastic thing. Some of you have said, I need to go get counseling again because I still have some things that I need to keep working on. I need some help and some guidance so that I can keep taking steps forward. Some of you this summer have said, I need to take steps to get out of debt, and I commend you on that. Some of you have said, I need to take steps to deal with something that I've been dealing with for a long time, but it's, it's been overwhelming to me. I haven't known how, but it's time to deal with my addiction. It's time to deal with the things that are, have more control over me than I have over them. And that's awesome. Way to go. Some of you have said, I need to um, move forward when it comes to this subject of forgiveness. That you know that you've, God's called you to forgive someone, whether they receive it or whether they fully accept it, that you know that you need to do the hard work of forgiveness with the people in your life. And that's fantastic. My encouragement is don't give up. Keep seeking God and the path that he has for you moving forward. This is so important for us to hear. It's what God said to Joshua. Keep going. I want you to go from stuck to unstuck. It's the same thing he wants to say to you. Keep going. Keep trusting me. I'm with you. Be strong and courageous as you continue to face the challenges that are in front of you. But there's a second thing that I want you to see that's here, that God doesn't want us to just move forward on our own. He doesn't say to Joshua, go ahead and go to the promised land and leave all those, you know, those stubborn, you know, people behind you. Instead, he says, Joshua, go forward, but guess what? Go forward with my people. I want you to go with people. Stay connected to them, lead them, guide them, be community with them. So the second principle that I want you to see that I think is also very important is this. Don't give up walking with God's people. Don't give up walking with God's people. This is an important principle, and it's true in lots of different ways that when we're gathered together with people, um, we actually can get more accomplished. We're better together, and it really is true. If you've ever started a fire before, and you start a fire, when you start a fire, do you start with one log and light that one log? No, you get what? You get multiple logs, pieces of wood together, and you start a fire with multiple pieces of wood. Why? Because it burns brighter, it burns hotter, it burns longer. It's all better. Now, if you take one log and place it by itself, but you have a whole group of logs together, which one's going to be hotter? The 
one with many logs. Which one is going to be brighter? The one with many logs. So the point is this, that we are better when we are together. We burn brighter. We burn hotter. We have, we have when we're starting to go out, uh, we're dimming in terms of our flame. There's another log next to us that, you know, catches us back on fire. It is good to be with God's people. And so as we head into the fall, here's my encouragement to you, is to not give up meeting with God's people, to stay connected to a community of people to walk with them. And I know when this fall comes, there's going to be lots of things going to be thrown at you. You're going to be busy. There's going to be, there's going to be relational issues. There's going to be job stuff that comes up. There's going to just be your own fatigue or lack of motivation. Lots of things for you to say, I'm not going to go to church anymore. I'm going to stop meeting with people. But listen, it's, it's so vitally important that we walk with people so that we don't grow dim, so that we don't, we don't lose the, the, the passion that we can have when we're with other people. The writer of Hebrews talks about this in Hebrews chapter 10. It says this, um, and let us, not, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Then listen to verse 25. It says this, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The writer of Hebrews says, don't fall into the habit of not meeting together. Instead, make a decision to have it be your habit to meet together, to encourage one another, because we need encouragement. We need each other to be encouraged. We need to be reminded as we come together and worship like we are together in one service that we're, we're a community here, and we are better when we are together. So again, don't, the, 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 the warning is there, and I care about you too much not to warn you that if you remove yourself from connecting with God's people— that it's not, it's not helpful. You're putting yourself and others in spiritual jeopardy when you remove yourself from God's people. He wants you to be connected. Now, before I move on, let me just say this, because I, I know it's a reality for many people here today, that I know that for many people here, you have been burnt by the church or you've been hurt by people in the church. And I just want to say, I am very sorry for that. And as a, as a pastor of a church, I just want to, I, I just, I would hope that you would hear and feel my apology for how you have been hurt. And, and I'm truly sorry. If you're here and you've never been hurt by someone in the church, that's amazing. And that's awesome. But there's a hundred percent chance at some point, if you stay connected to people in the church, you're going to be hurt. There will be moments that you're burnt. In fact, if you stick around here at South Hills long enough, I guarantee you, at some point, I will hurt you. At some point, I will offend you. And I wish that weren't so. But the church is made up of imperfect people, of which I am one of them. Amen. Which, by the way, is all the more reason why we need Jesus. All of us desperately need Jesus. Amen? Yeah. We desperately need Jesus. We need his grace. And we need to receive his forgiveness. But we also need to be grace givers. And we need to show and share his forgiveness. And that's hard work, but we need to do it. And we, we, but God in his wisdom and his grace, he's given us each other. And there's moments when we're doing the dance, we step on each other's toes. That happens. But God says, hey, stick together. Stick together, you're better together. He says, Joshua, I want you to move forward, but not by yourself. I want you to go with my people, and I need you to lead my people forward. And it's hard. And there's challenges, but it's good. And we get more accomplished together. Yesterday, we did a service day for part of our One Epic Week. And it's so fun to see what can be accomplished when you get a team together versus one person together. Amen? 
Some of you are saying, hey, does that, that serving team want to come over to my yard you know, later today, right? We could get a whole lot done in one day with 25 people than you, you couldn't get done on your own. So there's just power in that. There's beauty in that. And there's also just the beautiful reflection of different gifts, different personalities, different ways God has shaped us. When we come together as his body, we function better. We need you, and we are better together. So just a reminder, don't give up meeting and walking with God's people. Okay. Then moving on to the next verse, it says, uh, he says this in the very next verse, verse 7. I just highlight this, be strong and very courageous. And I love this, and it says it a couple times, but I just want to, I just hold on to this for a moment. Be strong and very courageous, because this is his, uh, this is his command to, to Joshua, and it's a command to us as well. If you want to fill in the next principle there, if you're a note taker, is this, to uh, don't give up, uh, take, don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to take risks. What I love that God doesn't, God doesn't look to Joshua and say to Joshua, oh man, it's pretty scary over there. You know, don't go. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be, he doesn't say that. He says, go, go for it. Be strong and courageous. Take the risk. Go into this new land that you've never been to. Interacting with these people that you're unfamiliar with. Go to this, this new challenges. He says, take the risk. And in the same way, God wants to say to us, take the risks. As you're heading into this fall, take some risks. Be wise, but take risks. It's good for us to step forward in faith, to go to places that maybe we haven't been, to take steps and do things that we've never done before. For some of you, that might mean, when you think about your engagement with the church, that your risk would be, I'm going to join a life group. I've heard about them. I've, I've, I've talked about them. But the life group is just a small group of people. You know, this, this group is large. This church is large. And it's hard sometimes to feel, you can feel lost in a group this size, but a, a life group allows you to say, hey, there's people that know me and I know them. I can walk with them through life. So the risk might be join a life group. For some of you, it might be the risk of just, I'm going to join a serving team. I'm going to show up a little bit early on Sunday or stay a little bit longer on Sunday to serve people here because that's what God is calling me to do. There's lots of different ways to serve and it just might be your next step. For some of you, it might be taking the step to invite someone to church, to take the risk, to say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to invite them. I will offer to pick them up. Whatever it might be, I'll pray for them. But it might be just simply saying, hey, I'm going to come. For some of you, it might mean, hey, I need help right now. And so maybe it's joining a support group. Um, and that's fantastic. We have those as well. We want to care for you. So what are those steps that you need to take? For some of you, it's maybe thinking through your engagement with our community. And so and then instead of you know, looking at the world and blasting the world, God's calling us to bless the world. So what would it look like for us to bless the world instead of always blasting people in the world? That might mean that we say, we, we take the risk to start a conversation with the person at work or the person at the grocery store or the person that you're interacting with. Take the risk, engage them. It may mean taking the risk, inviting a neighbor in for, oh, oh, into your home for a meal and saying, hey, I want to get to know you. I'm going to take the risk. It may be taking the risk to invite somebody to uh, hear the good news of Jesus Christ, to say, I want to serve you, and I want to share with you the good news that has changed my life. What would it be? Joshua is just saying, don't be, don't, God's saying to Joshua, don't be afraid to take the risk. Be strong and very courageous. Then the next verse says this, be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. But, but this, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. If you want to fill in the next blanks for the next principle, it's this. 
Um, don't give up looking to God's word for guidance. Aren't you grateful that God has given us his word? That God loved us so much that he didn't just say, well, go for it all on your own and with, without any guidance, without any instruction, without any, any assurance. But God loved us so much, he said, hey, listen, I want to speak to you. I'm a personal God. I want to give you my word so that you're not left alone, so that you can have guidance. And so the same thing that God is saying to Joshua, he's saying to us, listen, keep it. Keep my word. That is, hold on to it. He says, meditate on it. That is, you know, keep it in your mind because I want to lead you and I want to guide, guide you. He says, he says some practical things. He says, don't turn to the left or to the right. That is, stay, stay with it. Hold on to it. And this is an encouragement and a, and a challenge for us too because sometimes we take God's word and we say, yeah, God, I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna do what your word says, but I'm also gonna do what I want to do. Or I'll do a little, bit, a little bit of what your word says, a little bit of what I want to do, and a little bit of what other people tell me to do. And we mix it. But God's saying to Joshua, hold on to it. Don't, don't divert to the left or to the right. Stick with my word. And this is an important thing for us to hear as well, that we say, God, would you guide us and lead us? Now, there are times, however, and you all know this is true, that we do divert to the left or to the right, don't we? That as much as we want to hold on to God's word and say, yep, straight as an arrow, we got this, no problem, that all of us at times do fall off the path, don't we? There's times we divert to the left or to the right. But here's where I think the next part of this passage is so encouraging and so comforting because God knows that as well. And this is what he says to Joshua. I think it's important for us to hear too. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. See, he understands there's going to be moments that we're discouraged. There's going to be moments that we fall off the path. But here's the promise. I'm not going to leave you. Because it's not a matter of if we fall off the path. It's a matter of when we fall off the path, isn't it? It's not a matter of, oh, I got stuck and I'm unstuck and it's all good now. But the reality is sometimes we go back to being stuck again, don't we? And it's in these moments that God's saying, hey, don't be discouraged. I'll be with you. I, I want to be with you. And here's the encouragement. If you want to fill in the next principle is this, that um, don't forget to call out to Jesus when you get stuck. Isn't that good? Don't forget to call out to Jesus when you get stuck. Again, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when when you get stuck when you fall off the path that jesus is saying listen call out to me he knows we're prone to wander that's why god in fact sent jesus into this world because we we went our own way and we continue to go our own way we rebel and we reject god's word and his plans and his promises but god in his love for us said you know what i love you so much i'm not rejecting you even when we fall away, he doesn't. He says, I'm with you and I'm offering more for you. So he, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. When we get stuck, when we fall back off the path, when we go and in fact run the opposite direction, and I know many of you know what I'm talking about. When we run the opposite direction, God says, I'm still there and I'm running after you. Listen, I'm here. Come back to me. Call out to me. Because God, in his love for us, sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, for the wandering people of this world. That if we put our faith and trust in him, 
We can receive his forgiveness and grace, and he promises to be with us, to lead us and guide us. And when we fall back off the path, he says, listen, you come back. You come back to me because I want to help you get back on the path. That's good news. It's good news, and it's worth us stopping and saying, God, that's worth celebrating and thanking you for who you are. As we head into this fall, as we, we want to hear God's instructions, and we want to also continue to walk with him because we need him to keep us moving forward. Let's take a moment and pray for that together. God, we do thank you so much for your word. We thank you that you um, <laughs> love us so much that you want to communicate with us. You want to guide us and instruct us. Lord, help us to be highly responsive to you, to listen to you, and to follow you. But God, all of us know that there will be moments and times when we face challenges and we find ourselves feeling stuck or that we have run into challenges, run away from what your word has said and we find ourselves stuck because of our own sin and our own choices. God, we thank you that we can call back out to you. A God who loves us, offers forgiveness, and wants to get us back on the path. So Lord, we thank you. Help us to continue to seek you as we head into this fall. Help us to continue to walk together as a people, as a church, encouraging one another daily and all the more as we see the day approaching. God, we pray this in your name. Amen.